Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and today we're going to be focusing on a highway and byway of jazz. Some recordings made uh, by the great tenor saxophonist Coleman Hawkins in the middle 1940s. Coleman Hawkins was born in 1904 in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, he became a something of a child prodigy, I guess. He played cello and piano as a youth. Uh, he was exposed to a lot of different music. He was raised in a middle-class household, I guess. Uh, and by the 19... Late 1919s, when he was a teenager, he was already touring with uh, some blues singers and on tent shows and vaudeville tours and so forth. He actually toured a little bit with Mamie Smith and her jazz hounds in the early 1920s and uh, began an association with the pianist Fletcher Henderson in about 1922 or 1923, thereabouts. They uh, made recordings together. Henderson was playing with other groups and he had a uh, contract to make records for several different companies, and Hawkins was one of his first call musicians. Uh, it came to pass that after one of those recording sessions, they found out that there was an audition to be held at uh, one of the local ballrooms uh, for a dance band. And so the group that made the record took the music they had just recorded and went and did the audition, and they were hired to play in the band or play in the ballroom. I don't think that was the Roseland Ballroom. I'm not sure which one that was. But the band uh, did expand and began playing at the Roseland for about 10 years. And the band, uh, after a while, included Louis Armstrong, who they brought in from Chicago, and practically all of the great black musicians in New York in the 1920s made some superb records that uh, uh, really solidified Hawkins' reputation as one of the foremost jazz solo voices of the period. He played with Henderson until about 1934 and then went to Europe, where he spent five years uh, touring around in England, France, Belgium, Holland, all over the place, recording with groups over there and uh, spreading the jazz gospel, I guess you'd have to say. He returned right before uh, World War II, uh, in 1939 actually, just ahead of the curve there, and started making recordings in America again, including his great and uh, influential version of Body and Soul, which sent him back to the top of American jazz artists at the time. After a short period leading a big band which wasn't terribly successful, he uh, landed on 52nd Street in New York in the early 1940s playing at Kelly Stables and other places. He was one of the most frequently recorded musicians of the 1940s. He was always consistent in his brilliance as a performer on tenor sax. He was a uh, really probably one of the most advanced jazz players of the day, even among the beboppers who looked up to him and who recorded with him occasionally. Uh, we're going to be hearing three different sessions that he did in 1944, uh, 43 and 44. These were done uh, for the keynote label, two of them, and one for Signature. And I'm focusing on the recordings that he did with just a rhythm section, outstanding rhythm sections, uh, but just him as the only solo voice with uh, superb rhythm accompaniment. The first one we're going to hear comes from February 17th of 1944 for Keynote, all these recorded in New York. This is the Coleman Hawkins Quartet and featured kind of a house rhythm section in a way for a keynote at the time. Teddy Wilson on piano, who was leading his own groups on 52nd Street. Israel Crosby, who had been a teenage phenom in Chicago in the 1930s and later played with uh, Ahmad Jamal and a number of other great players. He's on bass. And Cozy Cole, longtime drummer with the Cab Calloway Orchestra, who had a drum studio, a uh, school that was open in New York at the time. And we're going to hear four tunes from this session. We're going to hear Flamethrower, an original by Coleman Hawkins, followed by Imagination, the great Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen tune, Cole Porter's Night and Day, 
and a an original tune called Catton at the Keynote, credited to Harry Lim, who uh, was the owner and um, operator of Keynote Records, and uh, a great Coleman Hawkins fan as well. So we're going to start out with those four, and these were done on 10-inch 78, so they are about three minutes long. We're going to hear another session later that he did on 12-inch records, which allowed him more time to stretch up. So here we have the Coleman Hawkins Quartet, Flamethrower, Imagination, A Night and Day, and Catton at the Keynote. Thank you. 
So there we had the Coleman Hawkins Quartet recording for Keynote in 1944. We featured uh, Teddy Wilson on that, so marvelous piano playing. He was never better than in this type of circumstance, and I think you could say the same for Coleman Hawkins, where he was the only horn player uh, really at the peak of his powers. From the mid-1940s up until the mid-1950s, to me, that was the greatest period of Coleman Hawkins' uh, artistic abilities. He just never hit a foul ball at that point. We also heard uh, Israel Crosby on bass and Cozy Cole on drums. That was from February 17th of 1944. And we started out with uh, Flame Thrower, which was a uh, tune that uh, was based, the notes say, on Sleep, the old uh, 1910s tune, which was originally a waltz. Sounds like it has a little bit to do with the trio of 12th Street Rag, too, but I'm not sure about that, but some fine playing. Then a beautiful ballad performance of Imagination, the Jimmy Van Heusen tune, which was new in 1944, followed by Cole Porter's Night and Day, and then another original, Catton at the Keynote, credited to Harry Lim and based on the old uh, Ford Dabney tune, Shine. So those tunes were great features for Coleman Hawkins at that stage of his career. We're going to go over to Signature Records, which was founded by a military man named Bob Thiel, who, after he left the military, started producing concerts in addition to these recording sessions, wrote some songs, too, including What a Wonderful World. Uh, had a record label in the 1960s that featured Teresa Brewer and uh, came back to some outstanding jazz in the 1970s when his Flying Dutchman label. So for this recording session, which was done on December 23rd of 1943, we're going to hear Coleman Hawkins on tenor saxophone, Eddie Haywood, the great piano player, son of Eddie Haywood Sr., who was a legendary uh, black piano player on the theater circuit down in Atlanta. But his son, Eddie Jr., had the wonderful Eddie Haywood sextet, which we've featured on a podcast or two in the past. The modern bass player, Oscar Pettiford, uh, who was probably after Jimmy Blanton, the most influential bass player of the 1940s, and Shelly Mann on drums. Shelly Mann was a, another military uh, fellow. I don't know if he and Bob Thiel were acquainted in the service, but he appears on a lot of uh, the um, uh, signature dates. So the tunes we're going to hear from this date are the Roger Wolf Kahn tune, Crazy Rhythm, followed by the Gershwin Man I Love, and then an interesting pick, Sweet Lorraine, which was a tune associated with Jimmy Noon uh, in the 19, late 1920s, and then later on with Nat King Cole. But here is a classic ballad performance by Hawkins. And then we're going to finish up with the Harold Arlen tune, Get Happy, more of an energetic standard. And as I said, this was a period where Hawkins was really at his peak uh, of invention and of technique. Uh, there were not many saxophone players until Charlie Parker came along who could have challenged Coleman Hawkins as a, uh, a technician on the instrument. Instrument. And he was harmonically uh, very advanced uh, for swing era players, and he wasn't afraid to use the newer players in the bebop tradition. Uh, he had Thelonious Monk in his quartet shortly after this, and uh, he used Miles Davis and Idris Suleiman, Howard McGee, a lot of different uh, players who were associated with the later jazz tradition. So that's our set coming up from Signature uh, Records in 1943, the Coleman Hawkins Quartet, Crazy Rhythm, The Man I Love, Sweet Lorraine, and Get Happy. Mm-hmm. 
So that was Coleman Hawkins recording for the Signature label in 1943, the very end, December 23rd of 1943. Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, uh, Eddie Haywood on piano, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Shelley Mann on drums. And we heard four tunes on that one. We heard Crazy Rhythm uh, was our first tune, followed by... um, uh, actually ending up with Get Happy. Crazy Rhythm was first and Get Happy was fourth. They were both recorded on uh, 10-inch 78, so they were about three, three and a half minutes long. But the two internal tunes, The Man I Love and Sweet Lorraine, were done on the longer 12-inch or 12-inch 78s, which had about five minutes of music. So they were done on longer footing. They uh, allowed Hawkins and Eddie Haywood and even Oscar Pettiford to stretch out a little bit more. So he had uh, some... Extra helpings of, of all concerned in there. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, Eddie Haywood, Oscar Pettiford, and Shelley Mann. And a uh, very fine session. We're going to be doing a show or a podcast coming up of Coleman Hawkins' uh, band recordings from the same period where he had at least one other solo voice, a trumpet, sometimes a clarinet, sometimes a guitar as well. And uh, we'll be hearing what he did with those. That'll be coming up fairly soon. And another date for signature and also uh, several for keynotes. So we're going to go on now and play our last set. This is another keynote session that was done in uh, May of 1944, again in New York. Uh, These were um, uh, done by Coleman Hawkins' All-American Four, so-called. Coleman Hawkins with Teddy Wilson again on piano, John Kirby on bass. He was still in the process of leading his quintet, or sextet rather, the famous John Kirby sextet that was... uh, Career went back about 10 years or 8 years at that point. He, of course, had been playing with Fletcher Henderson's band before that and John uh, and Chick Webb as well. Uh, we're going to hear Sid Catlett on drums making a, a debut here on our uh, on this particular program. And we're going to hear four tunes again. We're going to hear Make Believe, the Jerome Kern tune, uh, which is really tailor-made, I think, for Coleman Hawkins, followed by Don't Blame Me, the uh, Jimmy McHugh and Dorothy Fields tune, then a really rousing version of Cole Porter's Just One of Those Things, then we're going to finish off with the Vincent Newman's tune, Hallelujah, uh, a great performance of that tune. And as I said, these also were done for those longer um, 12-inch uh, 78, so we have some extra playing time in here as well. So this is the Coleman Hawkins All-American Four doing those tunes. Make Believe, Don't Blame Me, Just One of Those Things, and Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
That was a really terrific session for Keynote Records in uh, May, May 29th of 1944. The Coleman Hawkins All-American Four, recording on those extra long 78s that gives us an extra helping of everybody in there. Uh, we started out with Make Believe, a particularly good tune for Coleman Hawkins, nice melodic tune with double helpings of Teddy Wilson in there, followed by uh, a classic uh, Coleman Hawkins ballad performance on Don't Blame Me, certainly ranking as one of his best statements. Then a nice uh, up-tempo kind of integrated version of just one of those things, a lot of uh, interplay between the instruments there and a driving beat. But nothing prepared us for Hallelujah, that fast uh, Vincent Newman's tune that just closed us out and had an excellent solo by Sid Catlett, along with some great work by John Kirby on bass and, of course, Teddy Wilson on piano and, most notably, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax. So thank you very much for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark, and you've been listening to The Jazz Focus, and we are digging ever deeper into the highways and byways of jazz recorded history. And we have lots more coming up. I've been getting into my keynote collection here a little bit more. You can bet there's going to be a little bit more of that coming up as well. We're definitely going to have a radio show of some of the Coleman Hawkins band sides for Keynote and Signature and uh, lots of other things in there as well. We've done some 
recordings on podcasts and shows of Joe Thomas and Jonah Jones keynote output, but there's lots more to be uh, mined from that wonderful source as well. So if you'd like to be our sponsor, we'd love to have you as a member of the family. Click that little button on your browser, wherever it may be, and uh, think about sponsoring us on a monthly basis or just on a one-time basis. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, please do so on my social media, wolverinejazzband.net, that's my band name, and also Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. Don't leave me a message on Anchor because I can't really respond to that, but happy to hear your voice in any event. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.